0: to another episode of Go Call Your Sister. It is a great day because once again, Allie and I are together recording this Woo! intro. I love sitting by you in bed recording. Yeah, together. literally in my bed recording this intro and great episode today. Really excited to have our whole family together this weekend. There's just a lot of good stuff. A going lot of on. good stuff
1: happening. I yeah. feel like
0: lots of good vibes all
1: around Yeah, and it's perfect for this episode because I feel like our guest is just a good vibe all around. She has the best energy. And I've actually been wanting to have her on since we started. I say that about a lot of people, but I had like a running list in my head of people that I wanted to talk to when we launched Go Call Your Sister. And Kim has been at the top of it. Yeah. A little bit of background. So today we have Kim Salter. She is an intuitive healer. She's an EFT practitioner. She's based in Nashville, Tennessee. And I've worked with her several times for different things, um, just whenever I've needed some guidance in the past. And she's just incredible. She is so talented and gifted. And something about Kim, she just has the best energy. She has this like feminine, soft energy around her, which Mm -hmm. I really appreciate. And she just speaks so
0: much truth and And she just makes you feel good. Yeah. like She makes you feel very seen and heard.
1: And you know, when you're just talking to someone and you just immediately feel good.
0: I feel like we've had a lot of people like that. I
1: mean, all of our guests are like that. I feel like, but Kim, especially, I just, I'm really glad that we got
0: to talk to her. I think that she was helpful for both of us. Yeah. And she's a clairvoyant, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, so Kim is a clairvoyant and a medium, which is mm-hmm. interesting. So she offers a lot of different mechanisms for people who need healing um, in different ways, and I think that anyone can benefit from talking with her.
0: Yeah, um, no matter you know what you're going through,
1: but she's just so wise
0: and. I feel like it was really interesting for us to talk to her because both you and I are very intuitive people. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird because I've kind of realized the more I've looked into this side of the woo-woo train and like talking to these people and kind of being educated more, I really do think that I'm a super intuitive person. And yeah. my whole life, I kind of thought it was more like just being a severe empath. But I'm starting to think like, think back on things in my life where I can just like feel other people so strongly. And I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe... Kim talks about this more, how she discovered her gifts like as in early childhood. But I think everyone is, I think there are a lot of really gifted people in this world. And I think a lot of us just don't even realize that we have these gifts.
1: Yeah. And I think what she said about how when you're a kid, these gifts are shut down. You know, like Mm -hmm. people are like, you're crazy or stop doing that. Stop saying that. And it's like kids are the closest to God. So they're the ones that You know, come into this world so pure and have all these gifts and talents that are shut down by society sometimes. So that's, you know, sad. But, you know, I think this conversation was great. We started out as wanting to talk to Kim about EFT tapping, which is Mm -hmm. a cool mechanism that she talks about for releasing blocks and moving energy through your body. But it kind of took a turn a little bit. We talked about tapping into your intuition and
0: working. We talked about signs, which is really interesting because Allie and I are both big sign people. And Mm -hmm. we just had a bunch of really awesome um, conversation points with Kim and I'm really excited. Isn't that interesting though? Like when you're talking to someone, like you going back to the intuitive piece of this, when you're
1: talking to someone who is intuitive, like your conversations are just so great and fulfilling. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. do you feel that way? Mm -hmm. For sure. It's just like you can connect
0: on a deeper level. Yeah, definitely. I think this episode is really great. I learned a lot of things that I'd never learned before because I'm still kind of, like I said, new into this whole realm of things. And There's just always so much to learn. So I think that everyone will take away something from this And don't be
1: afraid if you're not like super into woo-woo things or, you know, don't be intimidated by it. Just give it a
0: listen and and listen with an open mind. And she does talk a lot about like just trusting your intuition and gut and kind of, oh, I really liked what she said about um, fear thoughts. Mm -hmm. Deciphering if you're like – because, you know, you have like these gut feelings, but you also have fear. So you're trying to decipher if like – the feeling you're having is fear-based or like intuition-based. Like I get that all the time, Um, but I am also a pretty fearful person. So it is kind of hard for me to separate the two, but we talked a lot about that and that was really good. So I love that. I think
1: that the whole fear conversation was great for you, especially as you're about to embark on this big adventure. And But yeah, so, you know, whatever you believe, just listen to this episode with an open mind. I think that everyone can take something from it and just pick out what resonates with you and what you feel
0: clicks within you. Yeah, definitely. So we're coming off of a big holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. When this episode launches, the Fourth of July will have passed, um, and a lot of people are spending time with family. We have a big family weekend coming up. I have officially one week from today of recording, which is Sunday, yeah, until crazy. my Italy move. So that's literally insane. But let's run through our weeks before we get yeah. this awesome interview with Kim. Yeah. So what's your highlight this week? Um, Oh, gosh. Such a big high. I went to Tulum. Yeah, you had Um, a big week. Yeah. Well, at first I went to Omaha last weekend with dad and saw the Rebels win the national championship, which was probably the highlight of my life. Like, I wanted it so (laughs) bad for dad. I literally, game two, we kind of started losing at one point. Like, not bad, but we started kind of having a hard time. And I had to leave the seats and go hot girl walk around the stadium. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Around the stadium and just pray. Like, I was like, please, God, like, I want this so yeah, bad Yeah, if you dad. know our
1: dad, you will understand. But, like, we were all – I mean, we love the Rebels, of course. We went to school at Ole Miss. But, like, it was honestly for dad that we yeah, wanted this win. Yeah, he's
0: watched so many games. Like, he's dedicated so much time, and he loves it. And so just, like, watching him win, like, watching the Rebels win, I felt like he won, and I was so excited. Yeah. Um, and then immediately from Omaha, I went to Tulum with Kainen, which was literally the most amazing trip, y'all. I mean, if you're looking – for even a quick, like we were only there for four nights. But if you're looking for a quick trip, that's really affordable. Our Airbnb was $73 a night. It was so nice. The beaches, the pools, like everything was just gorgeous and beautiful. And mm-hmm. it was so my vibe. I even said that I think it's one of the best trips I've ever been on.
1: Yeah, I got the full lowdown um, when I got to Oxford yeah, and yesterday. You, and it just sounded like it sounded like such a cool trip.
0: Yeah, it was literally amazing. And it was a really good reset. I like didn't really do any posting other than like stories and I just like read a lot and did a lot of nature things and it was just beautiful and it was such a good trip. So yeah, two really fun trips back to back. My low, I would say, trying to think. Oh, and then and then last night we heard Dad's band play at Roosters, and that was really fun. Yeah, to that together. I feel like yesterday it was just a high in
1: general. Yeah, we had like, a really we good day. Just yesterday. had a very chill pool day. We just all sat around and read our books, and then we went to St. Leo, one of our favorite restaurants here in Oxford, um, before Dad's show. And yeah,
0: we just had a good time. We danced. I'm fun. happy to report to you guys that I did finish a book. Yes, you did. I did finish <laughs> a book that I purchased about a month ago. I finished. Was, um one Italian summer. Ten out of ten, recommend. Ali actually read it too. Yeah, but I she read it, it way after faster you than she it before. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a really chill day yesterday. I think my low is just it kind of hit me yesterday. I think how little time I have before I leave, and there's just a lot to be done. And then also like I had to tell Kynan by in Tulum, mm-hmm. and I don't know when I'm going to see him again. It'll probably be like quite a while. And then I just kind of feel like I was thinking about this on the beach in Mexico, but I was like, I feel like in my life the past few months, I've just had to tell people bye so much lately. It's like, tell everyone in Hawaii, bye. And then tell everyone here, bye. And then tell kind of bye. And it's like, it's a lot of
1: goodbyes. Yeah.
0: It's great. Like the life that I get to live and all the things I get to do. But at some point I feel like I'm going to be like tired of like just leaving people. Well, it's like
1: what we were talking about yesterday. You know, I think that this is going to be a great adventure for you, but Mm -hmm. I do think you're going to hit a point probably
0: next year where you want to have roots somewhere where you're not always having to meet people and then immediately tell them bye. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm like literally so thrilled to move. It's just, and that is a good thing is that having a hard time leaving people means that you love people and you've met good quality people, but you know, I I already know I'm going to go to Italy and meet great people who I don't know who they are yet or who they'll be, but it'll be hard to leave them too. And so it's just like kind of a difficult place to be in when you feel like you're always having to leave people that you love, but there's good things ahead. And I think that the thing that I'm excited about this week is just getting ready for the move. And I feel a lot more calm Mm -hmm. and using my little feeling excited and ready acronym for fear and just like going into it with a really calm mind. Today at church, I was thinking about how like this time last year, getting ready for my Hawaii move and all the anxiety and fear that was on my heart and how that all just unfolded in the most beautiful way and how God just held me so tight during that move. I'm kind of going to this one feeling even more confident because I know that I did that. Yeah. I love that last year. So yeah, what about you?
1: I actually had a big week of highs too. Um, I was in Miami and Palm Beach last weekend, which was a really fun, fast trip. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Rosemary Beach for work on Sunday and Monday. So it's always fun to be there. It's beautiful. I got to run in the mornings and just like being um, by the water is always fun. And then, yeah, being here with you guys has been a high. Um, I got here yesterday. Oh, a big high was we had a recharge day on Friday from work. And I just think it's so amazing how mental health is just such a priority for companies now. We had never had one before, but we just took the day and no one was allowed to email or really work. And I took the day and I really did recharge. I started out, I went on a hike and then I went to the sauna and the float studio and I, I tried floating, which was new. It's a basically like a tub and it's filled with 90 pounds of salt water.
0: I've seen those. Yeah.
1: So it feels like you're floating on the Dead Sea or what I would imagine it to feel like. And it's just really, really calming and relaxing. So I did that. And then I had a pool day with a couple friends that afternoon and it was just a really nice day. Yeah. I just really only did things that I wanted to do. That's a good idea. I've never really heard of
0: companies doing recharge days, but that really is so important. I think that even in your own life, you
1: need to have recharge days. Totally. And I had to like remind myself, like don't do anything today that you don't want to do because so often I'm like, oh, I need to run this errand or I need to do this thing. And it's like just busyness. And it's like, no, this can wait.
0: Yeah. Or like I have free time from my like first obligation. So I'm going to fill it with like other obligations that I've kind of put on the side. But
1: I'm like yeah. what like none of this needs to happen today like I can go get alterations done next week or next week you know
0: yeah definitely so well, yeah
1: that was a high and then I think my low is I don't know I haven't been sleeping well this week for some reason really? yeah like some weeks I just am off it was kind of weird
0: in Mexico like I was having nightmares a lot and so was kind of out if it was something we were eating or like I don't know what it was, but I I was kind of having like crazy dreams too.
1: Yeah, so. I mean normally I wake up around like five thirty every morning, which is early. But I would say this week it was I was primarily waking up between the hours of four and five, which is
0: in the middle of the night. I, I would literally just drop dead if I it's so primarily like, woke up at five thirty a.m. Like, and I'm an early riser, and to me that's like seven or eight. And I tell people that and they're like, "Wow, that's so early!" But five thirty is like honestly a little. Psychotic. Okay, well, hear me out.
1: So it's honestly crazy because I have like such a creative energy in the morning. Like it honestly just wakes me up. Like I wake up and I immediately need to, to write or do something creative. And then as the day goes on, like it kind of wanes a little bit. Yeah. But in the mornings, like that's my most creative time. Like if I have to write something, I'll get up and, you know, knock it out in the morning. Or if I have to uh, brainstorm about something, the morning is just like my time to shine and do yeah. that. That's fair, but four AM is a little too much. So hopefully, um, we'll get back to
0: maybe
1: normal scheduling this coming week.
0: Are you excited Um, about anything coming up?
1: Yeah, I'm actually really excited. I'm going to I'm flying into San Diego on Thursday um, with a bunch of with Vivian, my friends Rachel and Hannah. We're going for our friend Natalie's wedding.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's already yeah, it's crazy. That's flown by.
1: Yeah, she's actually getting married in Mexico, um, but we're all flying into San Diego and. Yeah, I'm really excited to celebrate her, and she's a great friend, so it'll be a lot of fun. I
0: forgot about that. That's yeah, fun. it'll be so great fun. to, like, all be together, I love too. I San Diego. Honestly. I've never been. It's my first I time. love it. I was, like, kind of thinking about places that I'll move after I come back from Europe, and, like, if I could find some really cool girls who would be down to full Sunday, like, Southern California move, it is such a vibe over there. It reminds me of yeah. Hawaii so much, but it's, like, more... You know, you feel more like connected to obviously the rest of the world, not the middle of the water. But yeah, y'all are going to. I wish we had
1: some more time in San Diego, but it's kind of a quick trip, um, just with everything else I have coming up. Yeah, but let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Like I mentioned, Kim Salter is an intuitive, a certified EFT practitioner, a medium, um, clairvoyant, healer. She's all these amazing things. And we just had the best conversation with her about all the things that we're interested in. And, you know, I mentioned this, but I think that everyone can take something. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Y'all, we're trying to record this episode from our parents' house and my mom walks around in high heels. Every <laughs> my, day.
0: All day. And my dad was playing a full concert before we recorded. <laughs> this is a struggle.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, but like I said, I think that everyone will take something from this episode. So welcome Kim to Go Call Your Sister.
2: perfect
1: yeah i always trust that whatever's supposed to be covered is going to be covered yeah we do too and those are honestly the best conversations too i'm just mixing up my electrolyte drinks i'm very dehydrated i've been going to pure sweat sauna i don't know if you've been oh my gosh yeah i go there i'm obsessed with it i love it i've just gone into it this month i love it i have to remember to drink my water because it's very easy to Mm -hmm. get dehydrated it's so good
2: for our bodies. It's so good. It's how I replenish every single day. Same, week. and it
1: really helps with like my mood and my stress levels, I think. It's just like all around good. Yeah, um, it is. Okay, well, could you tell us a little bit about when you first discovered that you had these incredible gifts and how you decided to share them with the world?
2: Yeah. So it's a winding road, like most of the people listening. Um, I was a super sensitive child. I still am super sensitive. Um, And I cried a lot. I felt everybody's energy, but at the time I didn't have language for that. Um, So the way that it started out is truly in kindergarten, every time I would be dropped off, I would cry. And I, this happened all the way until second grade. And I remember coming home one day and telling my mom in kindergarten, so I was five, telling my mom that the kid that I sat next to isn't, doesn't live in a safe house. His house isn't safe. And my mom was like, how do you know that? And I, all I could say, I started crying and all I could say is like, I don't know how I know. I just know. And I was very Very lucky that I was raised in a home that was super open. All the women in my family, on my mom's side specifically, were very connected. And since I was little, my grandma had told us stories about a ghost that her and her sister used to see. Like it was talked about, it wasn't this taboo thing that some people grow up with. Um, And fast forward to first grade, I was laying in my bed trying to go to sleep and I saw a man standing in my bedroom and I screamed for my mom and I came in or she came in and I told her what I saw. And instead of being like, you're crazy, go to sleep. She went and got my grandfather, her father's world war two ring and she tied it to my bedpost. And she's, Explained to me that if I saw that again, I could express my need for it to leave and to put my finger through my grandfather's World War II ring because he survived the war and it would bring me power. And at the time, you know, when you're little, I didn't think it was this um, big imperative moment in my life. I truly didn't. I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, I didn't think it was like this huge, huge deal until I got older and told that story and mentors and people around me were like that is amazing. Like most kids don't get that openness, yeah. especially in that time. That would have been in the early 80s. Right. And so, yeah. I've known since I was super little that I was different. I didn't know that I was actually intuitive until like using the the language like intuition and intuitive until I was in my late teens. Like I realized when I was in my late teens what that was. Um there was some MTV show actually at the time that talked about intuition briefly, so, so, so briefly. And I was like, oh, that's what this is. And my sister and I were always raised to follow your gut mm-hmm. feeling. And it was talked about in our family. It was talked about like what that is. And if we had a feeling, my mom would guide us to be like, where do you feel it? That's incredible. Like, which, yeah, again, wow. at the time, I didn't realize that was any big mm-hmm. deal, right. right? You just yeah. don't. It's your experience until later. Uh,
0: Yeah. We hear so many stories about kids like telling these crazy stories and like how many children are gifted, but also how many are probably shut down and not allowed that openness to express themselves.
2: I work with a lot of kids now too, or even parents of children who are super open and connected we're all born that way. We're born open because we don't have experience yet. And so experience and aging and going through all the different stages in school specifically, this is where I see it shut down for kids normally is in school. Um, you know different parts of our brain start to work and that begins to be shut down and luckily when we get into truly it's usually our early 20s we can choose to open that back up or not so it's it's wild to watch it's wild to yeah. watch but i've grown my business on it at this point right yeah. so yeah so many people experience it which is amazing well tell us a
1: little bit about what you do in your business I mean, I know because I've had, yeah, so. I think, two or three right. sessions wow, sessions yeah. with you, but for our listeners who yeah. aren't familiar.
2: Sure. So I am a certified EFT practitioner. Um, that is emotional freedom technique. So that is an energy modality um, that involves tapping on meridian points on your body um, that's connected to your energy system. And anytime time we uh, experience trauma, big or small, an energy block is created in our body and EFT tapping allows it to be released. So the easiest way to describe it is anytime our amygdala flips, that fight or flight response happens, we can go in with tapping, literally tapping on acupressure points and speaking a script and release the um, charge behind it. So you don't release the memory, mm-hmm. you just release the mm-hmm. charge that we can feel in our nervous system. So tapping is one thing. And then also um, I'm an intuitive guiding coach. And so that looks different than some people. Some people um, call themselves psychics. I'm more of an intuitive guide and a coach. So I have people sit with me um, to ignite their intuition. I'm a huge advocate for people to feel empowered within. And so I help them from the outside access their power within themselves so they can move in this world with a little bit more autonomy Mm -hmm. and not look so much outside of themselves for the answer. And then I also do um, forecasting, which is just reading the energy of right now, things that are burning off and what's coming up. Um, And then I also do medium work. I'm a clairvoyant medium. So there's a lot. I do a lot.
0: Amazing. Extremely gifted. (laughs)
1: How do you not get drained?
0: Yeah, I wonder that too cuz I yeah. feel like I'm also really sensitive to people's energy and I don't yeah. I wouldn't call I do not have all of those gifts. So I couldn't imagine just like sitting yeah. with people You might all you might day need to cultivate do, them. I might. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes. I don't know, but How do you keep yourself from absorbing? So
2: it's really, I just have a very strict sort of protocol for releasing energy. And, you know, I work with so many people that are very, very high on that empathic scale. Mm -hmm. So when you're around people, you can feel their energy. If you see someone crying, you can't help but tears to come out. Yeah, so this is that highly empathic place. So many of my clients are there. It's interesting. So many of my clients say what you just said. They say, I'm a little bit, I don't know. And I'm like, you can grow this if you want to. Yeah. We all, it's something that is around us and we get to choose to tune into it. That's the best way to describe it. We're, we're born with it, but we sort of have to learn the code that feels the best for our own individual body. And we get to choose if we want to do that or not. So back to the original question. Um, something that even your listeners can do, and I'm going to invite you guys to do it too, is the very simplest of simple practices is putting your hand over your belly button, which is your solar plexus area. Yeah, no. So that's the energy center yep, of your um, personal power. And you take a deep breath in and exhale and literally speak the words. I call all of my energy back to me and I re- release any energy that's not mine. So, You can do this if you are in a grocery store and you're feeling too much. I've taught my son this since he was two. Like this is something that we can teach our children, right? If something feels off, cover up that energy source and bring your power back. So that's the easiest one. There's, There's definitely more that are a little bit more involved for me when I sit with people in my office before they come in. I do something very simple like that, or I'll um, light Palo Santo and just sort of clear the space. And then after I sit with them and they leave, I do a very, very specific ritual where I actually move my body so I can embody releasing. Mm -hmm. I've found over, and that's not always how it's been for me. But one of the tips I can give is like, be open for this to change as you get more in tune be more open for the rituals to change as well, to grow with you.
1: Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. I was actually just thinking today, there's so many, I mean, we all have so many situations in our lives where we are around people with negative energy or energy that we don't want yeah. any part of. And so yes. I think that that is such an important tool. So thank you for sharing that with us. I know yeah. I needed it. I yeah, definitely
2: it's important to realize that we are all vibrating, right? At a certain frequency. And so even if there's someone who maybe isn't um, showing up extremely negative, but we're feeling some resistance to that person, it's something to be trusted. It might be in a month, you come back around and it's totally fine. But we know when we feel called, when we feel pulled into somebody else's energy and frequency. And I always say, follow that. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be awkward. It doesn't have to be like, I am done here. (laughs) It can just be a noticing and observation and then making a different choice Mm -hmm. for sure.
0: Yeah. I've been like that too my whole life. Like having, I feel like we both are like, but we have really strong gut feelings to the point where like I, and my dad is kind of the same way. And Mm -hmm. I would tell him like, dad, I don't know what, but something about like this person or this situation is like just a no. And he's like, okay, then Then it's a no. no. And Yeah. And then it's almost because I feel like sometimes people feel bad and they do it anyways. And then Mm -hmm. sing it full circle, you're like, wow, that was not for me. I'm so glad I listened to that.
2: And we're gonna yeah. have moments because we're also right. I always say we're we're having our soul experience, but we're also having our human experience. So we're gonna make mistakes, we're gonna say yes mm. when the best choice is maybe no, but we get to continue moving forward. And that's why we say yes sometimes to the things that might not be in our best interest, right? Is so we can learn and so we can be like, oops, that is not a yes. Next yes. time I'll remember. We get we do get second and third and fourth and 50th yeah. chances, which is beautiful. Actually, I was just going to say, Ali. I remember sitting with you and when we worked together, I remember telling you like you come through is so intuitive. You're yeah. so connected. <laughs> I remember that yeah. about you.
1: I know. I, I yeah. get that. I get those feelings all the time. Like even before trips that, you know, I have no reason mm-hmm. for not wanting to yeah. go, but it's like, I know in my gut that yeah. this is not where I need to be or like around certain people. Yeah. It's like, I'm so just like, I can't explain what it is, but it's like, no, no, thank you. I don't want any part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's important to pay attention. Yeah. How can people tap into that for themselves?
2: Yeah. The first thing, there's so many different ways, but a couple of things that I start with, if you were to come in with me and sit for a one-on-one sort of coaching intensive, the energy alchemy or the igniting intuition, the very first thing we would talk about is starting to separate your fear voice from your intuitive voice because so many people don't have the language around it. They know that they're sort of connected, but they can't tell the difference between fear and intuition. Mm -hmm. And it's really sometimes hard and chaotic to figure that out, especially if you're in the moment. So I always guide people to really, really start to separate that, not even to make a different choice, but to start to understand what it feels like when you collect different data, right? So whatever it is, even if there's an example, if you guys are open to it, I'll do it with one of you. Is there anything that either one of you are struggling with making a decision about? And if not, that's okay. I can give an example.
0: I would say that like, okay, I would say that I'm a fearful person like my friends will even say that about me like oh you're kind of fearful but I do feel like it is because I'm kind of intuitive so like when I'm making big moves for example Mm -hmm. like I'm about to move to Italy which is crazy because I've never even been to Europe it's (laughs) I kind of have to do that with myself because my fear will start creeping in and tell me that like it's you know if like one thing goes wrong or one plan changes like okay that's that's the sign not to go and then you know, and then yep. that, I have the hardest time separating those two things because, yeah, it's that constant,
2: that constant circling, right? Of mm-hmm. being like, okay. I have this fear. What if something goes wrong? Is this a sign? Is this, is this telling me that I shouldn't go? And sometimes it's going to be yes. And sometimes it's going to be no, but when you can start to feel into this clarity, you can start to really extract like, okay, what is my fear voice telling me about this? And we'll just use a portion of your example. I don't know that this is completely true, but we'll just use it for an example for your listeners. You know, if the fear is what if I'm making the wrong choice about Italy? You will be able to look at this and say, okay, what would my fear voice say if I thought I was making the wrong choice? Fear voice always shows up as a what if. It always shows up at a higher status of energy, sort of like chaotic energy, if you can feel that. You can feel it a lot of times in your body, your fear voice, your nervous system is activated. So a lot of times it will be like, what if this happens? who might be there what if this doesn't happen what if i fail what if this is was... it always starts with that what if and it's always chaotic so mm-hmm. we do this practice to see like okay what are those whats what are the whats that you're asking about this trip or the, you know this person or whatever it might be just so you can get more data on it and you can start to say like okay those are the questions that i can feel in my body it activates something in my nervous system Some people might feel a shortness of breath. They might feel off center. Everybody has a little bit different setup for that. And then we switch over to like, and what does your intuitive voice say? There are times that I sit with clients that they're like, I don't know. And we have to go around the back way and sort of say, if your intuition was active, what would it tell you? Instead of this very direct, like, what is it saying? So if you ever find yourself wondering, like, if this is intuition or if this is fear, ask first what is my fear voice telling me? What is my intuitive voice telling me? So let's do this with you for a moment and just breathe in for a moment. Take a deep breath in and exhale and just answer. What does your fear voice tell you about Italy?
0: The things that come up would be like, you know, what if the plan changes last minute? Mm -hmm. That is a sign that I like, That's a sign that I shouldn't go. Like, what if I get over there and I'm not as adjusted as I was in Hawaii? Or what if I get there and compare it to Hawaii the whole time? Or like, what if I don't meet friends? And those are really common things that I felt before I went to Hawaii. It's like almost the exact same things. Yeah.
2: So the first thing is to be able to observe and not judge, right? Just Mm -hmm. being able to say these are the thoughts, not these are so silly. Or I know how that. I know what logic is telling me it's going to be fine. Just observe without judgment. And then do the same thing. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in and exhale and open your eyes. And what would your divine voice tell you about moving to Italy?
0: All these doors wouldn't open for me if I wasn't meant to be there, you know, and all these things wouldn't be so easily done if I wasn't meant to be there. And that's, that's, it's so similar to both moves. Yeah. I always say and my parents always say, you know, pray about it when the doors open. Don't force them open. Yeah. And so I just trust that it's like the same, you know, that doors open easily. So if I'm meant to be there, then that's right. There.
2: That's right. So you can see even from extracting that you have so much more information now that you probably can get to on your own and you have in multiple different ways. But a lot of times it gets jumbled, right? It gets mm-hmm. really, really chaotic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the other thing to do after this, if there's still just this like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And again, we're just using yours as an example.
1: I'm going through my own example in my head that I don't know if I want to yeah. share on the podcast, but I'm I'm working it out too.
2: Yeah. yeah. The next step, that last step to this is then going back after you know what your fear voice is saying and what your intuitive voice is saying is going back and answering the questions of your fear voice. What happens if you get to Italy and you don't adjust? What's the actual plan? What if you get there and you don't adjust? Do you know?
0: if I don't adjust, I just eject. That's what my dad always that's says. Right. He's like, you can always eject. Absolutely. You can always come home. That's right. He says you're never stuck anywhere. And that's, that's exactly really right. the advice that I've used throughout the last two years of my life to like yes. get over that fear voice. And Allie and I spoke about this on an episode a while back, but we were talking about change. And something that I've tried to do the last year, especially is reframing the word mm-hmm. fear. And yeah. we say feeling excited and ready. Mm-hmm. And I when that. I go off of that, it's just, I feel like that's when the intuitive, you know, yeah. voice shines through mm-hmm. a lot more.
2: And it's also too, I actually am an advocate for fear. I really am. I really feel like it gives us this place to expand. We're taught to be so like, I, I'm pushing this out. I don't want this fear. Right. And I love the reframe. We always have to get to a place where we can reframe. But I'm also an advocate and I teach people how to be able to hold fear and still feel safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And part of the way that we do that is by answering the fear questions that come up. And we don't always have access to this. We know when we're when we're stuck in fear or when we're, you know, um, uh, frozen in fear is the term that we can't access a lot. It's the same as when you're frozen in anxiety. Mm -hmm. We can't access a lot, but we eventually move through that. And when we do, then we can sort of do some of that repair work and say, okay, what had me frozen there? The fear is so palpable. How can I reframe that like you were just talking about? Mm -hmm. Or what about it scares me so much? What about it scares me so much? Why am I putting this in the category of fear? Most of the time, and this will bring us back around to tapping, Most of the time, fears are based in patterning that we were given as kids. So it's either fear of failure, fear of not being loved, fear of abandonment. There's, you know, categories that really, really are at play at the root of our fears. And tapping is something that we can do to sort of start to release that.
1: I want to talk about tapping, but I have two things I wanted to say before. Have you guys read the book, Big Magic? I'm reading it right now. Yeah. I haven't. It's so good. I love it. It's so good. It talks about creativity and fear. And one thing that she says that really jumped out to me is like, fear is our friend. Like if we didn't have fear, we'd walk in front of traffic or like walk off a bridge or something like we need fear, but we can't let it take a front seat.
2: That's right. I love Liz Gilbert's the author of that. I love that say, that chapter where she talks mm-hmm. about inviting fear to sit in the back seat. You can be in this car. You can right. even play the music, or you can be in this car. <laughs> you're going to be in the back seat, but you don't get to touch the wheel, right?
0: right. Like right. Keep treating yeah. it like
2: a child. Like you you can there give, are fear, boundaries
0: give fear the aux cord. Give <laughs> fear the shotgun seat, yes. not front seat. Yeah,
1: love that. Seat. That's good, Allie. Yeah, it's a good book. I recommend it. I just read that chapter last night. I've read it before, okay. but I'm I'm reading it again because I feel like there are some areas in my life where I feel a little bit blocked. Um, yeah. So um, it's a good book to read when you're feeling yeah. a little stuck. But then it's also funny, like the fears that you have, like just as a kid, and you don't know why you have them. Like yeah. I remember when I was younger, I would wake up or I would go to sleep every night And when my parents would tell me goodnight, I would always say, are you going to leave me? Like I was always so fearful that I was going to get left. But looking back, like I've never been left. Like (laughs) there was never a time where I was left behind, but it was always something that, I was stuck on and couldn't get past. It's
2: so interesting because there's a couple of things that come up here in my certification for tapping. You know, we go through all the different lines of trauma and we also touch on past lives. And my best friend mm-hmm. is a past life hypnosis therapist. Like, there's also a lot that can come with us if you believe in past lives, which I 100% do. I had a crazy four hour past life experience, hypnosis. But there are some fears that can come with us. And then also there may have been a moment that was absolutely not done intentionally or even a big deal that you were left for a moment or maybe you weren't left, but you rounded a corner and couldn't see a parent. And all of a sudden our energy system creates a block around being left. It's really amazing. It's really amazing. It's like, if you set all the people down that are part of this experience, the, Recollection of the memory from the child to the adult is so different. It's like I was there the entire time. You just didn't see me when you opened the door. and yeah. it can create that feeling. so it, it's our it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see how our body holds trauma. We
1: were talking on the last episode about little T and big T trauma. Yeah. So yeah maybe there was some sort of little T yeah. um, that yeah, was involved there.
0: These episodes are just coinciding so well because we hit kind of really like are. The, the like therapy behind trauma and uh-huh. now we're moving into like our highest selves. So yeah. I guess kind of maybe going off of that, and going off of energy blocks, what are some of the biggest blocks you see for people trying to get into alignment with the universe yeah. and the highest version of themselves? Yeah,
2: there's so many. I mean, the thing is, is that we have, there is the general, which I mentioned a couple of them fear of not being loved fear of abandonment, um, scarcity mindset, uh, fear of being fraudulent or um, imposter syndrome. Um, The big, the big, those are the big ones. Abandonment and fear of not being loved are two of the biggest. A lot of times things will circle all the way back around to those root causes. Fear of not being loved, fear of being abandoned. And this goes all the way back to being kicked out of our sacred communities right? This is, this is all the way back. If something was deemed wrong, being kicked out, we used to use the word tribe. Now we use the word sacred community being literally kicked out of our sacred community from all the way back to Neanderthals. So this is something that we're evolving through still that fear of abandonment. You just mentioned, are you going don't leave me, right? We, we know all of us have experience of being left out at some level, at some level, and it can create the biggest ripple effect. And with tapping, sometimes we don't even know that, right? Someone will come into me and just say, I have all this overwhelm and I cannot even get to the root cause. And that's not even the point. The point is I need some ease with this overwhelm. So we'll start tapping on just overwhelm. And it might sound like, even though I have all this overwhelm, I'm ready to look a little bit deeper, even though I have all this overwhelm, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And we will get down from overwhelm to having too much pressure at work, to not having a communicative relationship with father or mother to some trauma that may have happened. And it's not always a big trauma, right? It's not always Mm -hmm. a big trauma, but it's fascinating to see how these things funnel. So yeah. When we talk about relationships, another huge um, subject that comes in with my tapping clients and my intuitive clients is either when will I find love or why am I still attracting the same type of person or how can I change this pattern that doesn't serve me? And Mm -hmm. it's really this place where we get down to the root of it's serving you somehow or the pattern would have changed. So how is it actually serving you? really looking at how does it serve you and we can get to that in a lot of different levels partly by intuitive work but also if we're tapping it might serve them because their father wasn't um, they weren't in a healthy relationship with their father so how is it serving me it's filling a void that i didn't have with my father so when we can get to that how does it serve you we immediately go from victim to warrior We immediately go from this is happening to me to I have autonomy over this. What's my next move? What's my next intentional choice?
0: It's just that's so powerful. So amazing. It lights me up. It's so crazy when
1: you started talking about like abandonment, like not like feeling like not loved. I don't know why. I just like something caught like in my chest around that. So like, obviously I need yeah. to do some work around that. Yeah. But can we dive into a little bit about tapping? Because yeah. maybe that's something that we both could use. Yeah. I know a little bit about it. I mm. want to know more. So yeah. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. About
2: sure. That. So emotional freedom technique, I I described it a little bit earlier, but truly I'm such an advocate for it because it's, An energy modality that people can learn on their own. And it Mm. takes like typically three to six times, three to six sessions to really get to a place where you trust the scripts that are coming out. And I'll tap with you just a little bit. If you want to show your listeners sort of how we would do it just so you can, so they can hear it. Um, and so as we're tapping on our body, I tap on my body and you mirror me, you mimic me. And I tell you exactly where to tap. When we're tapping, we also speak a script. So I say something and you repeat after me and it starts to move our energy. And so I've seen everything from people breaking down, crying, to yawning, to like laughing hysterically. We call it the church giggles, right? When it's like an inappropriate time to giggle, people will be like, oh my God, I just told you my worst experience. Why am I laughing? And the answer is always because you're moving energy, always.
0: Wow. Just All right, guys, energy. buckle down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who, who knows what's about to come up? <laughs> we'll get
2: ready. We'll keep it pretty high surface. But you had just mentioned that when I said, well, you tell me again in your own words, when I said um, maybe not being loved.
1: Yeah, I think thought? there's like something around like, obviously, I have like a fear of abandonment from an yep. early age. Um But maybe like fear of abandonment, fear of not being loved, fear of not being enough. Mm -hmm. I think that as a type three manifesting generator, like that's something I struggle with and wrestle with all the time.
2: Yeah. So that not feeling enough is another one of the big ones. And so if you were sitting with me in my office or via Zoom, the first thing I would explain to you is that we can feel these emotions and tap into them and that, can mean nothing about how much we love our family or love our experiences it's two separate things it's our body held it one way even if we experienced it another way so we're going into the body's system so a lot of times i'll talk to people who are like but i had a really great childhood and that's amazing it's it's two separate things like amazing childhood and clearly there's a block so let's look at that so i'll preface with that and then secondly, reminding you that this is energy work, even what we're going to do, even though it's very surface, um, to stay hydrated afterwards. It's like having a lymphatic massage. You're literally going to be moving energy even with what we're doing. So just stay hydrated.
1: And have have my electrolytes right here. There you we're go. To <laughs> you have it
2: already. Um, and then just we follow what comes up. So there are people that start at, like I said, that overwhelm and all of a sudden they're like zoomed into fourth grade and they're like, I don't even know why I'm talking about fourth grade. We're just exploring. That's what this is. We're exploring while tapping on energy centers so we can remove some blocks. Okay. So I'm going to do this with you, Allie, and we'll just see where it takes us. We'll do just a little short version so your listeners can hear. So we're just going to take a deep breath in to set up our space and exhale. Good. And we're going to start with a setup statement. So I'm going to have you touch and tap on the side of your hand, right between the bottom of your pinky and the top of the base of your hand. So you're right in the middle there on the side of your hand. And Should I keep just... my eyes closed? Nope. Well, whatever feels comfortable to you. And you're okay. just going to repeat after me. Okay. Okay. So just repeat after me. Even though I noticed Even though I noticed, that when you were talking about abandonment, that when you were talking about abandonment, and the fear of not being loved, and the fear of not being loved, I felt it in my body. I felt it in my body. So, I'm just going to explore it. So, I'm just going to explore it. Good. I'm just going to explore this feeling I had in my body.
1: I'm just going to explore this feeling that I
2: had in my body. That I think is connected to fear of abandonment.
1: That I think is connected to fear of abandonment. Or not feeling loved. Or not feeling loved. Good. I'm really curious about this. I'm really curious about this. So we're going to look a little deeper. So we're going to look a little deeper.
2: Good. Take a deep breath in and exhale. Good. And where did you feel this in your body?
1: My chest and my throat. Your chest and your throat. This area,
2: yeah. So we're going to go into most pressing issue. And we're actually going to go in through the physical body because you actually felt it in your physical body. So with most pressing issue, we tap on each of the modality points, um, the meridian points, and just speak what the issue was. So you'll just repeat after me. And you start right here at the inside of your eyebrow. And just repeat after me. All this feeling in my chest and throat.
1: All this feeling in my chest and throat.
2: Good. The next is the side of your eye on your temple. This feeling connected to fear of abandonment.
1: This feeling connected to fear of abandonment. Good. And then next is under your eye.
2: This feeling in my chest. This feeling in my chest. Good. Now on top of your lip. Connected to the fear of love and abandonment.
1: Connected to the fear of love and abandonment. Good.
2: Under your bottom lip. All this fear of abandonment and not feeling loved.
1: All this fear of abandonment and not feeling loved.
2: Good. And next are your collarbones. All this fear.
1: All this fear.
2: Next is under your arm, like on your bra strap if you wear a bra. All this fear of abandonment. All this fear of abandonment. And the last point is the top of your head. All this fear of not feeling loved. All this fear of not feeling loved. Good. And you can just take a deep breath in. And exhale. Good. Good. Anything come up for you while we were
1: doing that? Anything at all? I kind of got like the urge to laugh, like yeah. in the middle of it for no reason. Yeah. I don't know if it was just because it felt different or what. Yeah. But so. No, no, like I feel like I. don't like feel that in my chest as much anymore. Good.
2: Yeah. So that might be it, right? Sometimes we just have to call it out. And so this is also when you're doing tapping, sometimes it's just calling out the fear, speaking it out loud. That might be enough to release it, but you've done some work. There are some people that wouldn't have the language to even say, it feels like fear of abandonment, or it feels sort of like not being loved enough. There are some people that don't even have that language. They just feel an emotion and it's connected to their body. So with tapping, after the most pressing issue, we go into a full round and we talk about, we we can do that or choose not to, but we talk about what that feels like. And we can start to clear even just the surface level of um, what is that rooted in? When are, do you remember times that you didn't feel loved? not in this setting, but if you were, and I were one-on-one, there's going to be times that you'd be able to say like, yeah, and we get to the root of that. And I'm just going to pull this sort of out of experience with other clients. So if it was, do you remember a time not feeling loved? And they're like, I don't know. I'm sure there was a time that I didn't feel love. I oftentimes say, go to the first thing you think of, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it doesn't make sense, what's something that you're thinking of? And a couple of years ago, I had somebody think of, well, I'm in high school and I'm at a football game. Don't know why that's coming up, but that's what we start tapping on. So we start saying, I'm not even sure why, but I see myself at a football game. How old am I? Oh, I'm 16. What happened at 16? Why am I at this football game? I didn't get chosen to be on the palm squad or the cheerleading team that year, right? So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh that feeling came up with not feeling loved. So there's a lot of different layers to it. Yeah. So you can
1: come up with these scripts
2: on your own. Yes. Yep. So absolutely. One of the things that I guide people to do is just start with what's happening in your space. So if you feel an activation, so I would even say to you, like when you're moving, there's definitely going to be moments of, um, fight or flight, or even just like heightened emotion that just goes mm-hmm. along with change and moving, especially moving to yeah. Italy. Right. So yeah. even when you're feeling that stopping for a moment and calling out exactly how you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling nervous. Is it actually nervous? No, I think it's excited. Actually, it's both. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm feeling both nervous and excited and I can hold both. Right. So yeah allow yourself to have just a little bit more space there.
1: That's amazing. And then so do you get to the point where you identify what that original trigger was and then you kind of tap that out of yeah. your system.
2: Yeah. So cool. when we get to that bottom point and it's, again, the bottom point doesn't always have to be abuse or some of these big traumas that we know of. It is sometimes, you know, the name you were called in 3rd grade that you haven't thought about for 15 years, but it's coming back all of a sudden. And Mm -hmm. that has set off this trigger of so many layers of believing things that weren't true about yourself and then changing your narrative and then attracting in people who thought that of you because they think it of themselves. It's wild to watch how our blocks layer. The beautiful Mm -hmm. thing is our expansions layer also. So it's both, right? So when we have these Huge moments of joy and these small moments of joy, those also layer into this beautiful pool of joy and excitement and expansion that we get Mm -hmm. to tap into. So, I do have accelerator tapping as well. Most of the time, when people have a package with me, we'll do three sessions of deep diving and one session of accelerator, which is like, let's activate the joy. Let's activate Mm -hmm. what feels good. We get to use this modality for all of it. It's an activation. So,
1: Wow, such a such a cool tool to know how to do.
0: Yeah, that really is. I feel like we would all just jive a little bit better if we could all do this and just be able to access all those emotions. So that's the beauty
1: of it. Everyone can learn how to do this. Like
2: you said, yeah, yeah. It's really one of my goals. One of my legacy goals is to teach over a million people how to do tapping, so we can start to change the idea of our own autonomy around mental health. This is a modality yeah. that you can learn. My son has known it since he was three. I've tapped God, on him since is he's so a baby. Yeah,
0: I'm jealous. <laughs> That's what I say. He's so lucky.
2: But <laughs> this is, you know, this is something that our children can learn. This is something that we as adults can learn, and it's one of those things that, with big or small, there are. I can't even tell you how many. <laughs> Times there have been that I'm like cooking dinner or whatever after a stressful day, and my husband's asked me something, and my son's asked me something, and I still have emails, and I'm at my sink just being like, I'm about to lose my effing mind. Okay, I'm losing my mind. No, I'm not. I'm just feeling overwhelmed. No, I'm losing my effing <laughs> mind. Like, I really do still <laughs> tap on like the craziest stuff just to bring my nervous system back down. Because mm-hmm. when our nervous system is settled, then we can respond, right? Instead of react. So I always know my compass tells me if I am reacting like nine times out of 10, I need to take a minute. I need to bring Mm -hmm. it down because I'm not my best self. No one is when they're reacting instead of responding. And so this is a tool to get you to that soft center sort of, of being able to respond.
0: Definitely. I'm curious to see how like our generation, like all our kids and, you know, our kids' kids, how healthier yeah. they are. Because I feel like oh, we're yeah. kind of moving in the direction of we're all healing our things and therapy's cool now and everyone's doing yeah. this. And I'm like I'm really my excited.
1: Good, like birth chart mapped out before they're even born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know,
2: it's beautiful. I, I listened to Brene Brown on, um, We can do hard things podcast, the Glennon Doyle podcast. Mm -hmm. And she said something that was so beautiful. And I've talked to my friends about it as well. My friend just brought it up to me the other day. She said, I don't worry about my kids because we're pro therapy in my house. So there's going to be things that come up, but we are pro therapy. We're pro energy work. So this isn't about making sort of like that perfect, like there won't be any problems. It's about advocacy. It's about, Mm -hmm. you know, getting this into households that are even non-white, right? If we're really talking about the system, talking about, you know, people of color and getting it to them as well in a way that just letting it be expansive, Letting it be inclusive everywhere, and it's one of the things that I'm such an advocate for because anyone can learn this. Anyone can learn tapping. Yeah.
0: I yeah. wish they could Amazing.
1: teach. I wish they would teach this in school. I know. We would have oh, such a different world. I know. Have you read? Um, I keep coming up with these books, but have you read "The
2: Body Keep Score"? Oh my gosh, I was going to bring it up to you. It's crazy. Really? It's so <laughs> crazy you just said this. So I yes, I. Love that book. Everyone that is hearing our voices should get that book and read it because it's so much important information for how our body, minds, and souls work together as a par- in a partnership. It is, it's like something that everybody should have. The craziest thing is I just had a client send me a screenshot of that book today. It was like, have you read this? And so what? We, I'm not joking just today. And I was like, Oh wow. my God. Yes. And now you're saying it when you brought up the other book, I was going to bring that up. And I'm like, I'll talk about it at the end. And you just brought it up. So synchronicity. Wow. signs, right. We <laughs> always so talk amazing. about
0: signs. This is a sign. Yeah. yeah. Going off of that, our next questions about signs. And this is like when I, yeah. when Allie and I were coming up with questions were brainstorming, I was like, yeah. I am so excited about this question <laughs> because Allie and I are always like, okay, this is our sign. This is a sign. So Can you talk to us a little bit about signs and how do we recognize them and just use Mm -hmm. them in our life?
2: Yeah. So the first thing I always teach is for people to look for patterns, right? Mm -hmm. So if you see, well, look for patterns and trust your gut. There's some layers to trust in your gut that we already talked about. But if you see, I'm going to use the most general uh, sign that people see. If you see a red cardinal and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is my loved one, trust that or it's a representation of my loved one, or it's a message from my loved one. We so quickly, unless we do this work, we want to deem ourselves crazy. A lot of people that show up to my office, they're like, you're going to think I'm crazy. And I'm like, I promise you, I I talk to people who have passed away. I'm not going to think you're crazy. I promise. (laughs) Um, So start to look for a pattern. So there are some things that people see all the time. People see dimes or nickels or pennies on the ground and think of their loved ones. Or I just posted about this, seeing um, a sequential number, right? Like seeing numbers all the time. Start to pay attention to what's happening after you see that sign. This is how you start to come up with your symbol system, like your language, your sign Sign language, so you can start to see and know. Like when I see this thing, it means this. So when I'm working with my clients that are trying to really, really tap into their um, psychic abilities or their deep intuitive abilities, this is one of the first things we start with. And I always tell this story. I was in California um, years and years and years and years ago, and I was driving down a big five way, a five lane highway, and. I was looking next to me and there was a truck that had all nines across the side. The whole phone number was just nine, 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 nine. And I looked in front of me and all of a sudden the the car in front of me stopped so quickly that I was like this close to the bumper. I'm showing an inch, but it wasn't an inch, but anyway, I stopped and their license plate was all nines. From that moment forward, whenever I see a nine, I stop. That's my sign language. That's my symbol system the number nine for me means stop. It doesn't always mean like red flag. It means stop and look and listen what's happening right now. So if I see double nines or even a single nine, or obviously multiple nines, I stop and I look around, I take it all in. I feel what's going on. How am I feeling in my body? And sometimes it's nothing. And then sometimes I'll get a phone call or something will happen that I needed to be prepared for or stopped for. So
0: mm-hmm. you can do
2: this on your own. No, start to notice what do you see all the time? Is there anything that comes up for you? The other thing that I teach people to do is some people are clairaudient. So they get signs through lyrics or through music or they hear voices. Um, and so I always tell people if you're listening to something on the radio and you start to think of someone that's passed, tune into what you're listening to. What are the words that you hear next? What are the words that you hear next? Even if it's not about someone who's passed, but if you're stopped, if you're thinking about something and all of a sudden you're like, what's happening? Listen, listen to what's around you and you can start to create your symbol and your sign system.
1: So That's such a a great, I'm so glad you talked about that because Bird and I see signs all the time. I see dragonflies mm-hmm. everywhere I go. Yeah. It's wild.
0: Yeah. 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 No, it's actually and, insane. Yeah. Yeah. You it's and the dragonflies. Insane. But do you
2: know just I, real quick? Do you know yeah. what it represents for you?
1: I don't know. I feel like when I see them, it's just a sign. Like okay, like it's gonna be okay. You're aligned. Like That's exactly. This, it. This is the this is the direction that you need to yeah. move towards. You're whatever you're I'm supposed to be thinking about, but yeah. I'm so glad you said that because often I just see them. And I'm like, oh, cool, like Dragonfly, there it is. Yeah. But I don't think about that next step of like, okay, what am I doing right now? What am I yeah. thinking about? Yeah. How yeah. am I feeling? So I think it's taking it that step further. It's more than just like seeing something over and over again.
2: Yeah, I mean, I it feels like you already have a connection to it, right? You already like you're like, ah, oh, there it is again, and quickly your body's already set up to recognize that this is just that quick little um, you know, we call it like the angel's kiss, like a chef kiss, the, the quick little yeah. angel's kiss. It's like you're okay. You're right where you're meant to be. And you can move on quickly, especially when you see something over and over again. I have, um, well, this is I'll tell you it's I'm like, this is kind of a long story, but it's not. My my mom passed away when I was 24. My best friend who my mom helped raise Anytime she and I are on the phone, which is like every single day and something hard is going on. And she's like, I just don't know. She will see a a hummingbird and she lives in Arizona. Like it's not, it is a hundred percent of the time. And when it, the very first time it happened, it's, it's always when we're on the phone together. The very first time it happened, she was like, Oh my God, I think that's your mom. And we both start crying. And now every time we're sort of like, well, you'll know if you see the hummingbird. And yeah, it's like this is a ran- random. I'm using air quotes, right? It's random. She doesn't have flowers for hummingbirds. She doesn't have feeders for hummingbirds. It doesn't make sense except mm-hmm. for in the spiritual connection space, which is amazing. I just
0: got chills listening to that. Wow. Yeah. Do you okay. believe in angel numbers? Or cause that's kind yeah. of a big thing you see these days. And yeah, I feel like I'm just kind of learning about them as well.
2: Yeah. So I believe in all signs right? So Mm -hmm. I just happen to know that there is so much happening around us that is there to support us in this Mm -hmm. world that we're being shown so many things that are out of support. There's so many things that are in support. So angel numbers specifically, I actually just posted about it today on Instagram, which I don't know, you probably didn't see it, but
0: I just posted
2: about 444 because again, I, if I see angel numbers or if I see repeating numbers, for me, it's just a nod, right? Just like you were just talking about Allie. It's really like, okay, it's it feels like encouragement, a little dose of encouragement. Everything's okay. Uh, but when yeah. I see them specifically, like yesterday, I saw them in the most 444 randomly over and over and over again, like at the gas pump, then my GPS switched to like a uh, accident happened. And so this 27 mile um, journey was now going to take forty four minutes, and you know it's all this like four four four. And then I drove home last night, and the same gas station where my gas stopped at four forty forty four forty four, they now had gas for four dollars and forty four cents. Like I was like, okay, this is more than just like. I see you. So I, that one, I looked up and it was like support and encouragement. And yesterday I was going through some things that I really literally said the words, like, I just need some encouragement here, just sort of out into the blue. And then when I looked that up, the sign and symbol for four, 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 or at least the one that I found was for support and encouragement. I was like, oh my gosh. And then last night, this was yesterday, last night I dreamt about my grandma Doris who has passed. And this morning I was like, that was from her. Okay. So now this is a perfect example, by the way. Now from this point forward, when I see four, four, fours, it will be connected to my grandma Doris. That's how I create my sign and symbol system. So we wow. can all do that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's oh, I love incredible. That so much. Yeah. Um, and I feel like for me personally, like when I'm in alignment and when I'm kind of in my flow state is where when I see things all the time and it's like yeah. to the point where it's like, okay, what? But then when I can tell that I'm feeling like, you know, chaotic or stressed yeah. or anxious, I don't really see it as much. Yeah. And-
2: yeah. Because when we're chaotic, a lot of our attention goes to the chaos, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to remind ourselves and we're human. So it's, this isn't about like not stepping into the chaos. We're going to like, it's inevitable. We're going to, it's just like, I tell people when you have your fears of like fear of failure, start with like, I absolutely a hundred percent will fail at some point. And I will absolutely a hundred percent be so successful at some point. It's all of it. Mm
0: -hmm. So
2: our fears are always sort of in this, like, but what if I, and I'm always like, go around the back and be like, you will, then what you will, then what? And what's the opposite? Mm -hmm. It's sort of the same with that flow and that chaos. It's like just continuing to remember. And this is an affirmation that I say to myself a lot, whether I'm in physical pain or emotional pain or um, business pain or mothering pain, whatever it is, that this is temporary. This is temporary temporary. because expansion Mm -hmm. and contraction is a universal law. So the beautiful thing about contraction is that expansion is next. So I always remind myself when I'm in contraction, like, just hang on. Expansion is next. There's no way around it. We don't stay in contraction just like we don't stay in expansion. So this is temporary. This is temporary.
1: You actually answered my next question, but we always like to end um, each episode by asking our guests if there is an affirmation or mantra that they're living by. Yeah. so thank you for sharing that. Yeah,
2: that's yeah, definitely what has been mine lately, for sure. I yeah, love great. that. Yeah, yeah.
0: The second thing we like to um, end with is uh "would you rather" an open-ended kind of fun question. Yeah. And the one we came up with together was: if you could pick any celebrity to be your spirit guide, mm-hmm. who would you pick and why? Oh my
2: gosh! Any celebrity—it's <laughs> so wild because. I lived in New York for a really long time and I work with so many celebrities now that it, mm-hmm. I, it, I don't think I would choose a celebrity. I think I would choose a family member, like somebody yeah. that I'm close to, like I was yeah. close to. I absolutely would. Well, I have two. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you two. One is I wish I had a deeper connection to my mom It's an odd thing. I've ran into other mediums that have the same thing. My mom comes to me in dreams, but I cannot call her in. And it's because I have so many of my own memories. I, for whatever reason, cannot determine what's her and what's me. I could when she first passed, I don't have that anymore. So I actually go to other mediums to connect in with her. I would love if I could connect in with her and know for sure that it was her voice and not my memories, if that makes sense. That's one. Um. This is so random, but I'm going to follow it. The other one would be, she's still alive, but Julia Roberts. Oh my she gosh, just, every yeah. time I see her, she's so bubbly and happy, but also real. I don't yeah. even have a connection to her. I don't even, I mean, she's an okay <laughs> actress, whatever. I don't know why that's who it is, but I'm trusting it for sure.
1: That's a good one. Yeah.
2: How fun. Like
0: who would you pick, Bird. I think I would have to pick. I don't know why, but Beyonce is the only the first person on my yeah. mind. I feel like she Power. would like hold me in a very great little space and like guide me through. Yeah, um, that's kind of who I thought of first. What about you, Allie? Uh, I'm gonna.
1: I know we talked about this on our episode with Kenzie, but. I'm gonna go with Oprah on this one. Oh, I feel like yeah. she would be a great spirit guide. I would like to sit and talk with her for hours. Yeah,
2: I, I feel like she can already be our spirit
0: guide. Yeah, even though true. She's yeah, pop like, one Super Soul Sunday and go <laughs> yes, for a walk. Exactly. I think we already qualify Oprah as a spirit guide. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's so
2: beautiful.
1: Well, wow. Kim. Okay, um, speaking of people I could talk to for hours, I know I you. Really I need to book a session with you. I need yes, to figure out what I want to book. Um, please it's been do. Too long.
0: If our listeners want to connect with you and book yeah. a session, rather in person or on Zoom, how can they find you and connect with yeah. you? Yeah,
2: so the easiest way right now is through Instagram. You can mm-hmm. follow me at Design Thoughts Studio. Two S's, thoughts and studio. Design Thought Studio, um, and I have a book it um, button right there on my um, on my profile, and I also have a ton of free tapping there. You can go to the video Mm -hmm. tab. There's a ton of free tapping sessions. They're, they're short IGTV, five minute sessions from everything from, um, tapping into calm to anxiety, to overwhelm, to finding love, to releasing control, which is another big one. Um, so there's a lot, there's a big library there. Um, and I am booked out until, uh, early August at this point, already in July. So, um, get on the schedule and we can hold your spot. Yeah, well I'm gonna
1: think about tonight while I'm taking my bath and I'm calm. I'm gonna think about what session I wanna book and then I will get on there so I can go ahead and get get in line. Yes,
2: let me know. Reach out to me. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Thank you for having me. We'll link your Instagram in the show notes. So if everyone's listening to this, go click there and then get your sessions booked. Beautiful. I've enjoyed this so much. Thank Thank you you. you so much, Kim. This was so much fun. We really enjoyed it. We could talk to you all for hours.